Hey family, you're tuning in to the Jimmy Bonds podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Pardon any technical difficulties as we are recording live on the Zoom platform. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Jimmy! Lights, camera, action. Some people thought I quit and I ain't giving satisfaction. From a different era, writing rhymes up on napkins. What you had to say was more important, man, than traffic. Yeah, I'm talking back to speaking the contemporary. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. I'm your host, Jimmy Bonds. I'm here with my co-host, T.Y. Ty, what's good, Ty? How you feeling? JB, I'm good, man. All the time, I'm good. Hey, man, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful time, man. Family, listen, if you want to call us, you want to leave your comments, leave your concerns, leave your questions, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Family, today is a good day. We are jumping right back into our Spotlight Artist Series here on Philadelphia Radio and Jimmy Boss Podcast. And today I am super, super happy to be joined by a legend, a man that's been in the DJing game for probably, what I'm going to say, over 30 years. He has been doing his thing. My man Ty told me he was a celebrity DJ, so I'm happy to have a celebrity DJ on, on our show tonight, doing his thing out there in the DJing field. But my man today, our guest, Ty, our guest is no other than Mr. DJ Tim Dog. What's up, Tim Dog? How you feeling over there, man? What's up, fellas? It's good. Thank y'all so much for having me on here tonight. I appreciate it, man. What's Yo, good man. Yes, brother. Right. Yes. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on, man. Well, you know, I did a little research, Tim Dog. I was doing some research on you before we jumped on here. And um, well, you know, you 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 leave a you leave an impression on people, man. Now, before you say anything, I'm letting you know now it wasn't me. It just wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, listen, it's all good. It was all good. It was all love. It wasn't <laughs> wasn't nothing bad. It was all love. But now, man, you you leave you leave an impression on people based on some of the reviews I've seen out there about you, man, and and how you and how you act, you know with your professionalism. That's one of the big things I know that people know about you out there in the industry is your professionalism. But um, some of the comments I read, man, was you had grandmas with canes getting out there on the dance floor who, who you know, who, who wasn't dancing out there before. You had uncles who just who couldn't dance and they was out there two stepping and doing it. Yeah, they was doing it. They was doing. You hear me? Top reading these reviews, right? Yeah. And and you know, people talking about how, you know, DJ Tim Dog just just had a, made their event something so memorable. You know, people still talk about their events to, to this day, based on what DJ Tim Dog did at their event and. You know, when you leave that kind of impression on people, you leave that kind of, particularly at, at weddings or um, at weddings or venues or even just regular concerts. You know what I mean? When you leave, when you leave that kind of impression on people, um, it just don't go a long way. It's it's something that they remember. Like you know, remember my wedding? The DJ he was kill, killing it with the music. You know what I mean? He was going back to back to back. He's playing, you know, he's playing a two step. He was playing electric slide. He was playing, you know, he was. Like you remember those moments, you know the, the DJ, the, how the DJ goes. You remember those moments, and you know from when it, reading your reviews, Tim Dog, I was really, I was really impressed and happy to see that you know, you make those moments special for people. You know, you make them special. Yeah. You make people feel like, like, like you're their DJ. You know, you're not just the DJ. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that that in your industry, and in, in particularly how your industry works. Like, I feel like that that's the way you stand out and that's the way you stand alone. You know what I mean? So, well, you know, just... I appreciate that. 
I appreciate that, fellas. Thank you so much. Uh, I base myself on professionalism. It's one of my core values of my business and my brand. Um, you know, and, I, and as I'm mentoring other young DJs that's coming, coming up underneath of me, I'm teaching them that, that, that format also. Um, now, there's hundreds of DJs, thousands, you know, especially around here in the tri-state area. Yeah. Um, what, what, stand, what, what I stand out for is, like you said, I try to make it personal. You know, I try to make all my events, be it weddings, be it birthday parties, being an event, it's personal. And I want to make sure that, you know, you just didn't hire me as a DJ to play, come play music. My, 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 my motto is for the professionalism that your event deserves. Mm-hmm. That speaks volumes into my core values and how I run my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's true. I, it's true. When, I, when I'm playing, when I'm playing, I'm not playing, I'm performing. You know, right. I've played right. in front of two people and I've played in front of thousands of people. You know, <laughs> so you know, I don't care if it's two people, I'm gonna show two people a good time. Yeah. If yeah. thousands of people, I'm gonna show thousands of people a good time. Right. right. And um and because I've been in this game thirty plus years, I'm uh, you know, I'm an OG in the game. <laughs> That's all right know? though. Look, the OG's is where it's at. If you don't talk to the OG, there's something wrong with you. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You know, so, and, and my mentor is the legendary Don Mr. Mac out of Philadelphia. He's my mentor. And, and Mac always told me, play the hits. That's number one. Number two, make sure that you make it personal. You know, yeah. you make people smile through yeah. music. You know, don't be those DJs that can't come up to you and have a conversation with you or yeah. won't take requests. I mean, that, that's just a... That's a pet peeve of mine, you know. Right, Yo, right. take a request because it's a, they they spent their hard earned money for you to come through there and perform for them. Right, take a request. Right, it's not hard to do, but you know, you know, but you know, that's just that's just me. That's just me, you know. So, and, and y'all catching me in a good place, man. I'm laid back. I'm feeling good. That's the way you want to do it, man. No, lucky I ain't got to drink eighteen hundred in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> that Quavo, boy, that Quavo. Yeah, I know about some Jose. Listen, hey, what you do? The gold or the silver? What's the gold or the silver? Hey, oh, I, I actually, I'm the silver. I'm the silver. Ah, <laughs> yes, yes. So, see, some of you prefer the silver, some of you prefer the gold. Yeah, I understand. I definitely understand. That's a grown man, yes, right? Sir. There. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you know, I was um, I, I was looking at some of the information you know I found out about you, DJ Tim Dog, and I wanted to know, like, you know, what what made you get started in DJing? You know, what was what was your early influences when you first jumped out there? Well, man, let me see. Go back. I can go back as far as playing records for my mom. You know, mm-hmm. my mom used to have the the pity pack games. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so my mom would tell me to play the music for her and her friends. So you know, I would go in there and I start going through. Five more records that went around 45 RPMs, all right? <laughs> so, you know, I would go out there and I'd play, you know, the James Brown, Rita Franklin, music like that. I started hearing the rhythms in my head. I'm like, oh, that was kind of hot. kind of hot. So as I started getting older, you know, I started, I got, a, I got an opportunity to go to New York and with my cousin who lived up there. And mm-hmm. I got a chance to see Grandmaster Flash actually perform in the park, you Ooh. know? And I was watching him go back to back, you know, with all these disco records and everything. And he was catching the beats. I'm like, yo, I was intrigued. So I'm like, all right. So me, then I started 
playing the drums. I'm a self-taught drummer. So I'm playing drums. I'm hearing all these kicks and snares in my head. So one day, the, the classic song, the Grandmaster Flash on the Wheels of Steels come out. You know, cop that joint. I'm sitting there just listening to it over, over, <laughs> over again. I was like, you know what? I think I can do this. Man, I must have scratched up half my mom's records. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined one of her turntables. <laughs> so my mom was like, my mom said to me, okay, I see you really want to be in this music. I'll make a deal with you. She said, if you can earn enough money to buy your turn your first turntable, I'll buy your mixer and your other turntable. Lucky for me that year, we had a couple big snowstorms. So I was out there shoveling snow. <laughs> Earning that money, earning that money, earning that money. Got my first twelve when I was like thirteen. Mm-hmm. My first house party when I was fifteen, and it's been a been a, it's been a ride ever since, man. It's been a ride ever since. I've I've had the opportunity to DJ in Germany when I was stationed. I was in the military, so I got a chance to DJ over there. So I got a chance to get that international flow. Oh yeah. Uh, I got a chance to DJ in North Carolina when I was stationed down there in Bragg. Mm-hmm. So I got that southern flow, um, you know. So I got a chance to, you know, put all those together, and you know, just start playing music and start, you know, going with the flow. Of course, for me personally, the '90s was the best decade for music. That's just my personal opinion. Um, that's and, a go you know, to era for a lot of people, Tim Dog. That's a go to yeah, era. Yeah, the '90s had it all. You know, from from the summer '88 to 2005. That that era right there, yeah, is 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 is, is that's Soldier. that's the core right there. That's yeah. the party music right there. Yeah, you know, and that's when I grew up right there. That era right there. So, for me, putting all that together, and then, you know, hanging out with Matt, carrying his crates, you know, watching him do his thing, you know, him teaching me some different moves, teaching me different records, and how to how to put it all together. He told me he's like, man, look, you got it. Now you just got to go ahead and do what you do. Yeah. So. What I did was, uh, for about five years, I honed my craft. So from 2005, excuse me, from like, yeah, from 2005, 2010, you know, I played in a little small bars, you know, did a little, you know, did a little hole in the wall gigs, you know, just to build up my brand. That's all, just to build up my brand. Right, right. So around 2010 is when I decided I was going to change the narrative because I was noticing the way DJs was dressing. You know, they were dressing like, you know, T-shirts baseball hats, all that kind of stuff coming to gigs. Nah, that's not going to be me. I got to stand out for it. So my birthday party, I showed up in a custom-made $500 suit. (laughs) Everybody tripped like, yo, you know, this dude is DJing in a $500 suit. Yeah. You know? And I started going to other events, be it a baby shower, wedding reception. It didn't matter. I was always going to be in a suit and a top. It didn't matter. You know, it did not matter. It could be the park. I, I did parties in the park. I had on shirt and tie. <laughs> you know? So people started noticing that. So it yeah. wasn't just the talent. It was like, yo, this guy is really, really professional. You know, this is how he's coming to, you know, to work. Yeah. Because my motto was, if I'm charging you X amount of money, yeah. I'm charging you, you're going to get the full, you're going to get professionalism, you're going to get respect, you, you're going to get it all. Yeah. And for me, it worked because it was enabled to me to be able to travel 
Mm-hmm. Um, I got a chance to DJ in Chicago. I got a chance to DJ in Cleveland, uh, New Orleans, Nashville, New York, Boston, Harrisburg. Then I started opening. Then, oh, then, I, did, then I went down to Fort Lauderdale. And while I was down there, Gladys Knight's manager was down there. So I got a chance to open for her. That parlayed me opening for the Whispers, going on tour with them for a little while. See. That parlayed me into opening for Music Soul Child, which parlayed, which parlayed me for opening for Carol Riddick down here in Wilmington, Delaware, <laughs> which parlayed me into opening for Drew Hill in See. Baltimore. Then when they came here to Wilmington, they, I opened for them here. I opened for the SOS band, the legendary open SOS band right here in Wilmington. It, you know, I got a chance to sit in the green room with Belle Biv DeVoe and, and talk to their DJ, Shaquem. So me and him, so he let me, I was like, even though I wasn't even on that, I wasn't even on that bill, but I was in agreeing with them, them cats and Shaquem was like, dog, go ahead, do your thing. I'm like, man, this shit, she's like, go, go ahead, do your thing. So I'm out there opening, it's supposed to be Shaquem's doing, he let me do my thing, which I graciously appreciated. Um, and I got, I had an offer to actually DJ for Carnival Cruise Line. I had to back out of that, man. I, I can't, I can't do, the, I can't do the wave thing. <laughs> I can't do the ocean thing. I understand. I understand. <laughs> but I, I mean, just to be asked to DJ on a cruise line for me was a was a big thing, and I really appreciate them, you know, I, giving me the opportunity to do it. You know, I just just backed out of it, said I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also got a chance to DJ for the Philadelphia Eagles twice, which is my favorite team. Okay, you know, okay. So that, uh, that ho, was ho, a, ho, ho, you hear that, Ty? He said the Eagles <laughs> are his favorite team, Ty. That's I what hear him. He said the Eagles, Ty. <laughs> I just want to make sure you I know, Ty. He said the Eagles, okay? We live in, we live in Philly, Ty. Remember, Philadelphia, PA, PA, Ty, okay? You know, Wilmington's not too far away, but PA, PA, Ty. And hey, my bad, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I need to tie. Tell, please tell me you're an Eagles fan. Please don't make me have to do this to you, bro. I'm not, man. I'm sure to let you know that I'm not. Hey, hey Tim, <laughs> guess guess what fan he is, Tim. Guess guess what team? Guess who his team is, Tim? Please, please don't tell me you're a Cowboys fan, please. Yeah, you got. <laughs> oh, Lord, Ty, man. What am I doing, yeah. man? I know we still love him. We still love him. You know, <laughs> it's all good though. Look, we can we be in the year. All right, that's it. You know, two times a year. That's all. That's all I know. I know. <laughs> that's it. Only two, only two days out of the year. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I give you right. Ain't nothing wrong with yeah. that. <laughs> so you say you got and, the, you got the DJ for the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twice, man, which was pretty cool. I appreciated that, and um, and it's been a hell of a ride, man. You know, and to be honest with you, fellas, and to be honest with the world, um, I had actually thought about retiring. Honestly, you know, honestly, I had thought about retiring because I felt yeah. like, you know. I've done it all, you know, and, it, and I've t- it's time to pass the torch yeah. to, to to my. I call them my kids, the, my, yeah. my babies. I call them yeah. my kids because I, I got five. I got five people that DJ with me, and two of them are females. Good. One of my females, man, yo, DJ Jim. Woo! Oh, maybe we'll interview girl. her next. Oh yeah, she. she <laughs> maybe, is. maybe interview her next. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, that's, hear you. that's my girl. That's, that's what's my up. baby. That's what's up. You know, but you know. I was like I said, I was gonna go ahead and retire and just, you know, let my let my let my kids take over, but um the general public won't let me do it. And, I, and that's that's love. That's all it is, love. And, and I appreciate that. So um I just go ahead and um I just try to keep people happy as I possibly can through music, man. That's what I do. I can dig it, man. 
I can dig it. I told y'all he was a celebrity DJ, right? I said he was a celebrity DJ, and he done a couple things. So, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know all this myself, and I'm just happy to hear all the stuff he has done. So, props, super props to you, DJ Tim Dog, for even paving the way for others, man. So, Ty, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, man. Jump in there, boy. Well, I didn't have to read the reviews because I've personally seen them firsthand for myself at many events that I catered. He was actually the DJ there, and he put me on to a lot of events too. You know, it got to a point where people started coming in and saying, "Oh, there's the celebrity chef too." I said, "Okay, I must be in." You know what I mean? Yeah, we time we got some nice new celebrity yep. chef. You know. By the way, Todd, Miss Dito, let me tell you hi, man. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> How have you been managing with this pandemic, Tim? To be real with you, man, it's been it's been easy for me. It's been easy um, because I was so busy. I mean, like, really, I was so busy um, when the pandemic hit and everything got shut down. I was like, at first, I was nervous. I was like, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So then I thought about it. I'm like, all right, well, let me just you know do like everybody else did. Let me just contact my clients first. Reach out to all my clients. So out of my 80 clients, I had, and I'm just being real, I had like about 80 of them. I reached out to every last one of them, talked to them all on a personal level. Um, it wasn't about money. It wasn't about me. It was about them. I wanted to make sure that they were okay. That was first and foremost. I wanted to make sure their families was okay. They was cool. Mm -hmm. Then we decided what we, you know, I told them, I said, listen, let's work on, let's see what the venues are going to do first, you know. Because without the venues, you know, of course we can't do anything. And then we have to do whatever our governors say. Because I had clients that was in New Jersey. I had clients that was in Pennsylvania. I had clients that was in Maryland. So, you know, each one of my clients um, completely understood um, nothing we really could do. Um, my, some of my clients in April, I was able to do Zoom parties for them. Um, they were cool with that. But it just wasn't as personal as, you know, I could have made it. Yeah. Um, so a lot of those events, which is going to just basically hit the rewind button and do it again this time next year, you know. So that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Now you listed a lot of um, artists that you performed for. Was there anyone in particular that stood out to you? Oh man, the one artist that I actually had the, the opportunity to open for that stood out to me. That I've never actually got a chance to see the performing live in person was the SOS band. Um, I'm a huge fan of SOS band. You know, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, you know, you know, produced a lot of their stuff. So when I got a chance to open for them, ironically, their drummer, his name is drummer's Brittany. Brittany's from Philly. Brittany happens to be the drummer for Beyonce. Yeah, she's Beyonce's drummer. So when Beyonce was on hiatus, she hooked up with the SOS band and became their drummer. So when we went to sound checks, Brittany was like, Tim Dog. I'm like, Britt, what's up? <laughs> like, yo, what's up? So, you know, we got a chance. I hadn't seen her in so long. So I was like, yo, what's that performance going to be like? She said, they sound just like the record. And they did. They were showmanship. Uh, they, they were, and I learned a lot from them just watching them perform. I mean, they got, they had 25 years in this, you know? Mm -hmm. So to sit there on stage and watch them perform, mm -hmm. you know, and just sound like their records, you know, I was, I was highly impressed. I really was. I really was. Um, I got some good advice from Gladys Knight, Miss Gladys Knight, 
um, she said to me, just remember that when you're on stage, you're DJ, you just make sure that everybody there is enjoying what you're playing. Just make sure that every song you play, they know it. She said, because you can play, she said, keep in mind, you're going to have everybody out there. She said, 8 to 80, blind, crippled, or crazy. You can play a song and get the whole room up, you've done your job. I said, yes, ma'am, and I really appreciate that. And she was right. She was right. That's what's saying. Man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are here with DJ Tim Dog on Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We're going to take a quick break right here. Right here. Hey, this is Michael from Upper Darby. Listen to the Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Welcome back to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. Remember, family, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And we are back. Welcome back to Jimmy Boss Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We are here today continuing our Artist Spotlight series. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we are here with our boy DJ Tim Dog. What's up, Tim Dog? You still there with us? Oh, yeah. I'm still here, man. I ain't going nowhere. At least right now, I ain't going nowhere. Uh, like I said, all I need now, I said, if I had known I was going to be this comfortable, I'd have got my glass of 1800. <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot, man. Shoot. Well, look, maybe next break, you can go ahead and get that. Come on back and we'll talk about it. He said, take the filter off on that one, huh? <laughs> I hear you, boy. I hear you. But, um, yeah, when we left off, you were um, talking about your experiences in the industry and who you yeah. at, who you open up for and who you done some work with. And, you know, your, your track record is extensive and, you know, you, have, you just really – you you really have have done some work in your thirty years. You know, I, I say thirty years can go past so fast because you'd be working so hard. But you know, when you look up, sometimes you you gotta look back on yourself and not pat yourself on the back, but just be like, "Damn, I did that much." You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. wow, like like you know, we're yeah, all human. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not we're not freaking robots where you know we just expect to be successful all the time. Like you know, so. When you, when you, when I'm here listening to your story, you telling me a lot of stuff you've done and who you work with. I'm just like, that's that's. I, I had perseverance, I had due diligence. You know what I mean? I had per- professionalism, of course. Um, but I also also know that you know Tim Dog, you just you, know, you set an example, bro. That's what you're doing, man. You set an example. Well, yeah. My my, what I'm trying to do, my legacy as a DJ is. I'm trying to set an example for the up and coming guys. You know, um, there's a lot of us that just want to go play records. They don't want to be, you know, a mentor. They, they, they don't want, they don't want that, 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 I call it a burden. It's mm-hmm. really not a burden. You know, mm-hmm. book. you know, I tell anybody, hey, if you want anything, if you need anything, or you have questions about what we do, feel free to contact me. I tell everybody, I am the easiest person in the world to contact. You know, everybody knows, just, look, just hit me up on the book. I'll answer any questions you have. You know, if you have, I mean, anything, I'm, I'm an open book. Um, I've had DJs actually contact me and ask me, yo, man, how can I expand my brand? Sure, not a problem. You know, and I'll be more than happy. Like, okay, well, first you got to do this, that, the third, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Or I've had DJs like, yo, man, would you play this song at a certain time? 
you know, or I'll be like, yeah, or, you know, it depends on your audience. You got to learn how to read your audience and then I'll give them a tutorial about that. Um, all in all, everything that, that was instilled in me, I'm at the age now where I'm trying to pay it forward. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to pay it forward because I grew up in the in the era in the era of records where we had to carry like eight, nine crates of records. <laughs> you know, and then you know, I had to evolve with the with the with the technologies. So I went from records to CDs to what we DJ with now, you know. So I had to relearn everything I learned. Or as 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 the Jedi say, unlearn what you have learned. <laughs> yeah. So and, and it took a while to do that. And but once it once I started learning it, then I mastered it, it was like, okay, cool. I know that the technology right now is DJ's friends. I mean, you guys could be a DJ now with the technology we have right now, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. So, but not everybody can play records. There is a difference. There is a difference. And just to be, you know, not to be, edu- not to be, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, speechful. <laughs> not to give nobody a speech about it. It's just more or less like anybody can play records. Like, you know, like Jimmy, I can say, okay, Jimmy, I'm going to give you this list of records you play. You're going to be like, okay. All you're going to do is sit there and push the button. <laughs> just go push the button. You're going to play them. But I could set you up and give you a bunch of garbage records. Mm-hmm. And you pushing the buttons and you thinking you're doing something, you nodding your head, you going mm-hmm. a mile a minute. Mm-hmm. And you looking up and your audience looking at you like, what in the world are you doing? <laughs> you're not DJing. Not you're not DJ. reading your audience. Right. You know, you know, now or I can set you up and go, hey, let me give you 50 hits and just play these hits back to back to back to back to back. To the untrained eye, you're the man. Right. <laughs> you're the right. man. Right. You know. But and, and that's where we are right now. Unfortunately, that's where we are right now. You know, that, that was a question I had too. Like, did you think do you think that people actually appreciate the little nuances and little details that go into the DJing? No. And I'm being honest. I'm being completely other honest. No. They do not appreciate it because they see a controller and a laptop. That's all they see. Yeah. They don't understand the backstory behind all that work that we have to do to get those records, to get that music, to, to play it, you know what I'm saying? To play it at the right time, you know, you gotta play the right song at the right time. You know, they don't understand none of that. They don't understand it. So if I'm doing an event for five hours, that's five hours that I have to entertain everybody from the first person walks in that door to the, to, to the night is over. Yeah. And a lot of folks, a lot of these up and coming DJs don't get, it. they just don't get it. And and then the other thing that really, and I'm just going to say this honestly, that irks the hell out of me is they don't have personality. You know, you have to have personality when you're playing. Now, Ty, you've been to events out there. You know, I'm very yeah. personal. I get on the mic. Yeah. I talk to everybody. You know, I'm, I'm shouting out everybody. You know, I'm making sure that everybody's having a good time. You I've been to events with DJs won't say one word. <laughs> they won't say one word. They just sitting back there playing music. Mm. So is he gonna say anything? No. Mm. You know, so I told my people, listen, 
The times that you're alone, talk to yourself. Yeah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is DJ Jim. It's a pleasure to have y'all here. Thank y'all so much. You know, talk to you know, talk to yourself. You know, <laughs> get yourself prepared for your event. Yeah. Because you're performing in front of these folks. Sure. And then you get their attention. You can't sure. talk over the songs. Songs playing. I can't be sitting there talking about how y'all doing. I'm getting the song. No, no, no. You break the song <laughs> down. You get everybody's attention. You speak with clarity. People can understand you. And then you come back into what you're doing. Ty, you've been to events that I know you know. I don't drink. I, I don't drink it when I'm doing what I do. I don't drink. You know, because right. I felt like alcohol will do one or two things. I'm just being honest. It'll do one or two things. It'll either take you to a place where you don't need to be, and now you're embarrassing yourself in front of your audience, you know, or you might get so, you know, you might sit there and drink a whole case of beer or whatever the case may be, and now you're, you're so drunk that you might say something ill-advised on the microphone, and now you disrespect <laughs> somebody. Because right. no. I've good. seen that happen. I mean, literally, I've, yeah. I've, I've seen it happen. You know, I mean, you know, people on the mic talking, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, so my crew knows, you know, if you need to have maybe a glass of wine or loosen you up, that's cool. Yeah. One beer loosen yeah. you up, that's fine. <clears throat> but if I come by the table and I see six or seven beers, we got a problem now. You know, so my crew knows we don't do, we don't, we don't even get down like that. You're not even partying at that point. You, I mean, you're not even working. You're partying at that point, you know? Like, it's, you you at the party. <laughs> you you at the party. You at the party. Six, seven hundred dollars for you to party with them. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, for real. Like, like I was telling my boy, one night this cat was, man, this cat got, but I mean, like, done. His tab was his payment. You <laughs> mean? So at the end of the night, he gave like $50. He's like, yo, what you doing? He's like, yo, man, you drank up your tab. <laughs> like, you drank up your money. You know, because he was busy. Look, he busy giving, be busy buying drinks for the for his boys and the girls. All that nonsense. And the night dude gave him $50. This cat, is, this cat was spinning for like six hours straight. At night, he walked out with $50. Told my yo, man, where my money at? He was like, yo, man, you drank up all your money. Just saying. I'm sorry, Just man. Saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, but, but, I'm sorry. Like, I don't mean to laugh, man. <laughs> that's the, the things that I see with the newer generation. You know, us OGs, you know, we came to entertain people. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. Matt, Matt drinks, uh, he drinks uh, Hennessy and Coke. So Matt would have uh, Hennessy and Coke before he started working. Yeah. You know, and then he had a Hennessy and Coke when he was done. But while he was performing, he didn't drink not one thing. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Smoked his Newports, mm -mm. <laughs> you know, but he didn't drink. Yeah. And I mean, and he told me, he's like, yo, if you're going to drink, have one drink before your event. Well, you know, have, like for me, I like wine. I drink, I'll have a glass of wine. That one glass of wine will be sitting on the table all night long. I might sip it once or twice, you know, and that's about it. You know, so that's just me right there. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you said something to me and Ty always. Um, the, I guess the difference between the younger generation and the older generation, and I mean, I guess it goes in various industries as well. You know, it's, it's, it's various things that go on that the older generation kind of looks at the younger generation and be like, uh, y'all slacking. Y'all lazy. 
You know what I mean? Or y'all, y'all, y'all don't know. Y'all not professional. Like you don't come to the you don't come to the event sloshed and hungover. You're not supposed to drink before you come to the event. Like you don't you don't mess your money up. You know what I'm saying? Like like those those rules those rules are going out the window. Or the big one, coming events smell like weed. Cause I'm <laughs> yeah. right. Like I, I just I just finished getting out of my car, getting fried. Right, exactly, exactly. I, I mean, I don't know. I, you right, I, but they don't see this work though. They they see this as as I get paid to have fun. You know what I'm saying? And with you, and that's what that's what I think. There's a notion that people would say, you know, you you gotta you get paid to do what you love. You know what I mean? And exactly. I think when you, when you when you're in those those type of parameters, you got to kind of treat it in, in a certain way too. Like you know, do you, do you love do you love what you do? Yeah. Well, I don't I want I don't want to be alleviated when I'm when I'm doing what I do. You know what I mean? Like I, I want to be able to be coherent. I want to be able to be my diction to be right. I want people to understand what I'm saying. I want them to remember like, yo, I went to a DJ Tim Dog concert. Or I went to a Ty concert. I went to a Jimmy Bounce concert, and that joint was off the hook. You know what I'm saying? And then after the show, I went in the back and got and got got taught with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's that's kind of like like th- there's rules to this. There's rules to this. Like, you know what it I mean? Is, and, 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 the, and the newer generation, and I'm not knocking them. I'm not because they have basically changed the world in so many different worlds, oh, so many sure, different man. ways. Out there. For sure. Man. Um, but when it comes to the DJ business, again, as I said earlier, you know they think, okay, I get a controller, I get a laptop. Uh, I go on SoundCloud, I go on YouTube, and I'm a DJ. Uh, no. Yeah. You know, and and unfortunately, they are the ones who haven't been taught the proper way of respecting what we do. Because there there is a movement out there called Respect the DJ. It really is. And the reason why that movement is out there is because of the younger generation who truly don't, they didn't grow up in the era that we grew up in. Yeah. They didn't have to carry records. Yeah. They didn't have to carry amplifiers. Yeah. They didn't have to carry non-pop. They didn't have to carry all that equipment. They didn't have to go rent U-Haul trucks every other weekend. <laughs> you know, they didn't have to go through all that. You no. know, everything for them is a power speaker, put it on a pole, plug it up, play, you know, or come from your phone or come from a tablet. And, and there it is. You know, they don't understand the pitfalls that we did or the groundwork that we laid. Yeah them you know and, and it's even in today's music like you know today's music has changed dramatically to the point where we're like us OGs are like hey, I can't listen to half of this stuff I'm just being real with you I can't I just I can't I try but I can't I give it a chance I do I, I, I'm, I do I give it a chance I, I, give, I guess I'll give it a shot I will, will. I'll give it a shot there's a, there's a couple artists that I'm like okay guy you got some potential yeah but a lot of these cats, I'm like, look, put you like this. I'm gonna tell you a quick story. I took my daughter to see the baby, the, the baby. I, took I told you about the baby, right, Ty? I told you about the yeah. baby. Yeah. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. See the baby, so I was like, okay, so go to this concert. Now, it was funny because when I when I got there, all the parents that was dropping the kids off, had we all had the same look on our face, like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? so, so I said, okay, we're going to go into the show. So I'm going to the show, and I told her, I said, well, listen, I'm going to let you go here because it was, it was no seating. It was all standing up. Mm-hmm. So I said, mm-hmm. look, I'm not going to be able to stand up this whole time, so I'm going to do this. You go ahead down here with your friends. 
and I'm gonna go up here in the balcony or wherever the place is. You know, go over, you just go enjoy yourself. We said the new, the new a place up in Philly of the fish in Fishtown, the new venue up there, right right across the street from the Sugar House. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Right? Yeah, I, I do too. It's not super much time. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the concert was there. So, um, you know, kids in there, they going crazy. I'm sitting there like, I'm like, wow, half half the stuff he was saying. I all I heard was what he was saying. So the one song I did recognize was the the Shug joint. That's the one song I did recognize. So I heard that. I was like, okay. I'm like, you know, I'm sitting there. And some of the parents are like, I know this song. Yeah. I'm like, so this is parents, mind you, it was a section of all these parents were sitting back like, yeah, I know this song. I don't know what else he's singing, but I know this song. So when the concert was over, when the show was over, you know, my daughter comes out, her and her friends, and I'm like, did you have fun? My daughter turns to me. She said, dad, I'm going to be honest with you. I'd have rather went to a show that you took me to see your artist because I didn't understand a word he was saying. Wow. And I'm like, and mind you, she was 15 at the time. And I'm like looking at her like, are you serious? She's like, I don't. And even her friends would sit back there like, they had this look on their face. I'm like, what's wrong, ladies? It was like, I ain't, I ain't. Uh, uh. I'm like, okay, I mean, is there something I'm missing? I'm like, look, I'm like, ladies, speak freely. It's okay, speak freely. Mr. Tim, he sucked. <laughs> it's like, okay. What? He yeah, I'm like, so now I'm hearing it from them. Yeah. So I turn on, I turn on um the radio, TLC comes on, they back there, word for word. A scram mm-hmm. is a guy. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. So I mean, I mean, it is what it is. My my running joke is this. Can you name a song from 2010? Yeah, I, I, I know that. Uh, 2010. 2010. One hit from 2010. One hit. 2010. That's 10 years ago. That's, that's a tough yeah. one, Tim. Um, yeah. One hit from 2010. I bet you if I heard a song, I'd be like, oh, that's a hot song. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't remember what year it was made. You know what I mean? Like, I'm stuck on that one. Yeah. I'm trying Remember to think of 2010. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you a hint. Dude was a one hit wonder. One hit wonder. That was it. After that, you ain't hear from this cat no more. What was it? Remember that joint? Well, I got my drink in my two step. My drink in my two step. Ooh, yeah. That's it. Now, yeah. Now, I bet you you guys can name at least you talking five. about Cassidy? Ain't yeah, talking Cassidy. Cassidy. Cassidy, Cassidy, done. He, he done, but but Cassidy, Cassidy, that was past his time, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's what I said. He was that, was, that was past that was past his time. I mean, he he came out with R. Kelly. When R. Kelly, R. Kelly introduced him to the world, unfortunately. But you and know if what he was mean? still with R, he'd have been alright. But he right, did. I, I, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I wouldn't want to stick with R to be honest with you. But, <laughs> but yeah, all right. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'll keep that another right, right. Yeah, but songs like from the from the summer '88. I can go from Dougie Fresh is the show. Well, actually, no, that came out. Um, summer '88. You got uh, Eric B and Rakim. No, I got soul. The classic uh, Rob Basin uh, DJ. It takes two. Um, You can go with R and B, Bobby Brown, New Edition. I'll be sure. Keith Sweat when he dropped his debut album. 
All that stuff right there is stuff that I can actually play right now. Right now. And, and have a dance floor packed. <laughs> packed. You know? But if I, try yeah. to play, if I try to play drinking my two-step, they're going to look at me like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? It, it's just... It just doesn't, it just, it just songs that just doesn't, they're not timeless. Unfortunately, today's music, so my point is this, today's music is not timeless. It really isn't. And it stopped being timeless after 2005. It just became drop something, get enough streams, go platinum, that's it. <laughs> Pay back your record label of, of your advance and uh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Ty, let me tell you something, Ty. He's saying everything I'm always thinking, and I already know, yeah. and I'm always, I'm always, I'm always telling you about it, about where the music is going and why the music is what it is, and how these kids don't focus on their. That was another topic less. we talked about too. Yeah, that was yeah. another topic we talked okay. about too. It was. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> let me give you another example. We gonna, let me give you another example. It was this time last summer. Everybody was on the rodeo thing. With Little Nas X, yeah, the rodeo joint, right? Yeah, he time last year, everybody was yep. on the rodeo thing, right? Yep. He got yep. Grammys, he got BET Awards, and all this other nonsense, right? Yep. His second, his follow-up song with with with, with uh, Megan Thee Stallion, it was. Uh... Now, here we are, another summer. You ain't heard from this kid. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get no. me wrong. Yeah. He got the. He got the Doritos commercial, so we got a couple million from Doritos, so we good. <laughs> you know? I mean, he's killing, he killing the YouTube game. YouTube, YouTube's paying him. Doritos paying him. So you know he, what I mean? He, all he got to do, all he got to do is open his phone up and look at his bank account, get them residuals, and he's happy. That's it. I mean, he, that, that money's coming in probably bi-weekly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but, 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 but like I said, the rodeo song. The road, I mean, for real. I mean, just like the what was that one kid song. Uh, the whip nene joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, mean, I know. I mean, that, that's what it. But I can still play the Cuba Shuffle. Cuba Shuffle came out 15 years ago. Yeah, 15 years ago. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's the point we be trying to make with some. That's the point I be trying to make with some of the youngins. I'm like, listen, our music is timeless. Y'all music is here today, gone tomorrow. That actually goes to show you that. Classic music stays forever, and music that that that's not classic will be forgotten, even if it does go platinum. And that's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's that is, that's is. something. That's a statement to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, well, your music, yeah, you, you yeah. go platinum, but you won't be remembered. Like that's nutty. Yeah. Well, you got to think about it like this too. Before, remember, we went to the record stores and actually bought records. Today, these kids are just downloads. I yeah. mean, it's easy for them to go right to Apple, hit a button, download, and there it is. Yeah. So it's not based on actual going to the store, you know, and actually picking up a CD and going to the counter and purchasing it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you yeah. ask a bunch of kids, you ask any child under the age, between the age of, I'm going to say 10 and 18 about a CD and they're going to be like, what? Yeah. What's that? No, they, not they, about no CDs. They don't have no idea. None they don't know CDs. what it means to go. They don't know what it means to go to an actual store and actually purchase something. You know, no. and that's and that's where we are right now in society and the world. I mean, yeah. family, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna be right back. Hey, this is Michael from Up Darby. This is Jimmy's Ball Podcast on Every Day Fair Radio. <laughs> <laughs> 